Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. Living a healthy, balanced life is no small feat, especially when you're a mom. With meals to cook, laundry to load, work to do, and humans to raise, it can be easy to feel like we're in an on-again, off-again relationship with healthy living. But it doesn't have to feel this way. I believe living a healthy life has become way too complicated. What we need isn't a new plan or program telling us what to eat or how to live. We need simple, uncomplicated routines and information that's going to help us live our best, most beautiful life without rules and restrictions. Join me, Kristen Dofniak, holistic health coach, certified intuitive eating counselor, and mama of two for weekly conversations on what it means to live a healthy, balanced life, uncomplicate eating, and simplify in every area of mom life. Here in New England, the seasons begin to change somewhere around late March, early April. The snow that has felt permanent begins to melt slowly at first, revealing dead grass and barren dirt. Then, slowly but surely, the crocuses start to peek their way out of the ground, revealing new life. And before we know it, the ground is green again and the flowers are blooming. But there's a time in between. A time of melting. A time of barrenness. A time of uncertainty before the first flowers begin to bloom. For several months... Several months longer than I would have liked, but several months nonetheless, I felt like the space my business inhabited and the work I was doing was in a place of stagnation, a winter, if you will. I felt very much like I was going through the motions every day, sharing work that I knew was important, but it was missing something. It was missing freshness. It was missing life. And I thought it was just the year we were having that everyone was feeling this way. And to some extent, this was true. But what I saw was others flourishing. And despite my business growing, it didn't feel that way from the inside. At the same time, my life started to shift in ways that were both unexpected and painful. But I realize now, necessary for future growth. I started to feel guilt over knowing that I was doing important work, knowing my story is one that can and has and will give others hope and encouragement, and feeling guilt over the lack of alignment that I was feeling in the work I was doing. 
In October, I shared some of these feelings with my incredible assistant, Ramsey, who I brought on in August to help with the load of burden I was feeling in my business. And she has done incredible things to help me run my business. But even more importantly, I believe God placed her in my life to challenge me and to help me grow. I needed someone else there to verbalize some of what I was feeling and to help me to see it more clearly. As I recognized this lack of alignment, I started making slow shifts in my business. I started bringing little pieces of my personality back into my business, realizing the business I had created wasn't one that reflected my true self, but one I thought others would respond to. But where that left my business was in a place of disconnect from me, and I needed to reconnect with who I am and allow myself to come through in my business. But this brought up so much fear and self-doubt, and I found myself wavering between what I knew was true for me and trying to remain, mostly out of fear of what would happen if I did shift in the way I think I already knew I needed to. So I spent several months again in a place of feeling like the snow would start to melt and I could start to bring new life into my business and then covering it all again with my own snow, not willing to go through that season of barrenness of doing the work of allowing that new fresh life to come through. And then my entire world changed. And this isn't something that I'm ready to talk about yet. There will be a time that I will because this space is so personal to me and I want to be real with you all, but I want to share from my scars, not my wounds, and it's not quite time for that yet. But what this shift in my outside world created was the space and clarity for realignment in my business. And I decided that I needed to go through the hard season of letting the snow melt and the ground thaw so I could plant new seeds and bring new life into my business. The reason that I am sharing all of this with you is that maybe some of you are in a similar season of your life, a winter, and maybe you've been fighting the in-between that is necessary to allow new life. Maybe you've been allowing the snow to fall again and again and never letting the ground thaw. But the beauty of stepping into the hard seasons of thawing means once the ground thaws, we can plant whatever seeds we want to grow and bloom into a whole new version of ourselves, whatever that might look like. What this looks like in my business is realizing that my story is important and worth sharing and full of hope and encouragement, and so I will continue to share it. But my story doesn't need to be my service. My story can be my ministry. The things I've learned in my journey of finding freedom with food will always permeate what I do. It will still be a large part of what I share here on the podcast. I will still be guiding women in their own version of freedom and balance within the Supermama Sisterhood, formerly known as the Supermama Society, my group coaching membership, which is just going to continue to expand and grow as I expand and grow. But what I realized was food freedom for me wasn't really about the food, and it wasn't even really about finding peace with my body, though that was part of it. It was a necessary season of my life to go through the process of finding freedom from trying to live up to the expectations of others, real and perceived. It was about learning my worth was beyond how others viewed me and what others expected of me. And ultimately, food freedom 
was there to remind me who I am. Food freedom was there to reignite my love of food. It brought me back to myself again. That spark that was lit deep inside me when I was my daughter's age, cooking fettuccine Alfredo on a stool at my grandparents' house, asking my great-grandmother her special Syrian kibbeh recipe, making it with love and care and serving it to my fifth-grade class, the flame I continued to fuel as I explored new cuisines as a vegetarian in high school and then allowed to be snuffed out when I tried to live up to the expectations of the world. When I tried to shrink my body into the world's expectations. When I chose a different path for school because of my family's expectations. It was slowly reignited when I started to heal and find myself again in the south of Italy, rolling pasta and breading eggplant and scooping gelato and learning to enjoy the gift of food again. The months following my time in Italy, I felt confused and lost as I rediscovered this part of myself and then tried to navigate my future. I switched my major from dietetics to sports nutrition, not having any real plans for the future, just knowing that that wasn't my path anymore, and then taking an unexpected leap that no one was prepared for and choosing, instead of getting a high-level degree like my family expected to, almost on a whim applying for culinary schools in Toronto to move with my then fairly new boyfriend and moving to a completely different country to start a new life. I remember those early months in our tiny studio apartment where I'd spend my days trekking to school, cooking all day, and coming home to share what I'd learn, spending weekends while my husband was sailing at the coffee shop, dreaming. I can't remember when I started losing the spark again. It was during this time I started having health challenges, and the expectations from the wellness world felt strong and overtaking. I had to change what I ate in order to heal, which opened up a new world of food as not just fuel or a means of changing my body, but for deep nourishment. And all of this became so true for me, loving food and also loving feeling good. But I didn't know how to put the two together. They felt so separate and impossible to marry. So I spent years at war with food and hated my love for it, blaming it for not allowing me to have the health I expected, the body others expected. I started slowly pulling away from it again. The flame began to fizzle again, and so it was for so many years in the fitness world and then in the health coaching world, struggling with trying to share my ultimate truth that I knew deep down, that food could be delicious and nourishing. Going on the journey to food freedom put me in a place of rediscovery. But if I'm being totally honest, it also drove me away from my truth for a really long while. I was eating everything in the name of freedom, forgetting that I knew that food heals. Food is fuel, it's pleasure, but it's also deeply nourishing. And when I started listening to the expectations of the food freedom world to share in a certain way, to eat a certain way, to not share certain things, to not eat certain things, to only share certain things, to only eat certain things, I lost a huge part of what I knew to be true and my physical health suffered. This past year, my health has been the worst it has been in a decade. And some of that is the stress of my personal life, but I know that so much of it was also allowing myself to be influenced by the expectations of the so-called food freedom world. And my business also suffered because I wasn't speaking my full truth. 
I was holding back a part of me that knows that food freedom is different for everyone and that you can have freedom with food while also holding the desire to deeply nourish your body. But in many ways, I felt like sharing my own truth was wrong. I took some of the most important parts of who I am outside of my business. My love for food, my love for nourishment, my love for teaching and celebrating food. I had been teaching local cooking classes for a year or so before the pandemic, but it almost felt like I was living a double life, like my chef life couldn't intermingle with my food freedom teaching. And then I was asked in the springtime, in the early days of the pandemic, by my friend Melissa, the owner of the Flourish Fund, which is an online baby shower service, to do some online cooking classes. And it was then that my spark was reignited. But I didn't really know how to proceed. Because I was still struggling with what I thought were the expectations of being able to share food freedom and a specific method of finding food freedom, which I'm intentionally not mentioning in this episode because I'm speaking my own truth here and not speaking of any specific methodologies or principles. But I struggled mostly silently with my health. I hid a lot of the food, the really nourishing food I was eating because I was afraid of judgment. I was afraid of people calling me out for not having food freedom. I believed the lie that food shouldn't be a part of my business helping women find freedom with it. I believed when people told me that I could trigger people so I shouldn't share what I ate. I shouldn't talk about what I knew about balanced meals because it was too diety. And I encountered woman after woman feeling confused and anxious after having quote unquote freedom with food and feeling anything but free. Exactly how I had started to feel feeling lost and imbalanced and not energized. And I understood that feeling so deeply and I just couldn't stand for it anymore. I knew that what they were searching for was a middle ground. I knew that I was living that middle ground and I was loving it and I was in many ways hiding it. So I chose to slowly dip my toes in and start sharing my journey with digestive health, with anxiety, bringing on more guests here who talk about holistic healing. I experienced some backlash in the summer about using the term healthy, which has always and will always be a part of my business because I am here to take back the word healthy from being associated with restriction and deprivation and associate it with balance and life and holistic wellness. It made me so sad and angry that this is where the food freedom world had become in many ways, not everyone, but in many ways, it had become a place of division and anti-diet to the point of sometimes feeling anti-health, if I'm being honest. Food freedom experts would talk about health being a part of that and, and then come back and make remarks about this or that being diet culture instead of allowing people to define food freedom for themselves. The world that I had chosen to be in felt so political and divisive, and this is outside of our actual world that was and is still in a place of deep division. I didn't want that to be a part of my work and what I was associated with. It felt so far on the other side of the middle I truly believe in, and I felt caught. I didn't know how to proceed. I shared some of these feelings in my season two finale episode and more in my end of the year recap, but it's been an awakening that's happened over time. 
It's been an awakening to myself and to the realization that I'm not so much interested in fighting diet culture as I am living an example of a diet-free, healthy, balanced life. In October, when I started feeling out of alignment, I leaned back into the space where I feel most alive, and that's in the kitchen. And what I know so deeply and with so much certainty now is that this was always where I was meant to be from that first spark as a little girl. I am meant to live and breathe the freedom that allowed me to fully step into who I am and who I'm meant to be in this world. So much of that freedom I know was given to me by God through finding freedom with food, but that I am meant to live it and to have others see that within me, to see the work of God within me, to see the work that I have done on finding food freedom so that I can share my true gifts with the world. Sharing food, sharing ease and meal planning and meal prep and confident cooking and balance doesn't make me any less worthy or important than sharing how to find food freedom. I choose to live an example of that through the work that I do every day. So what does all of this mean? It means you will see a lot of me showing up more as who I truly am. It means I will still continue to share this message of balance here on the podcast, and so will the guests. I will still do the important work of helping women find balance, not just in food, but in every area of their lives in the Supermama Sisterhood. This sisterhood will grow with me and with each one of the women in there. I will still continue to share a message of balance through the work I do largely in the kitchen, sharing bringing balance and ease to our everyday meals. Sharing more feel-good food, nourishing food, delicious food, tips and tricks and hacks for your healthy mama life, just like my Friday episodes I introduced this year. More on finding balance through streamlining our kitchen environment, finding ease and getting meals on the table through planning and prep and inspiring confidence and joy in cooking and eating. Sharing how to eat well on a budget is a huge passion of mine that I haven't fully allowed myself to explore, and you'll be hearing a ton more about that. And overall, you can expect to just see some slight shifts to a more practical approach to balanced living. Hopefully, some of the things I shared today resonate with you too. And I hope that these are shifts that you are also excited for. And if you're just here for the journey to food freedom and you're not interested in the practical side of things, I totally understand. I have some incredible friends doing incredible work in this space that you can follow. Victoria Yates, Paige Schmidt, Simi Bodich. These are all women I trust with their gentleness and authenticity in sharing about freedom. And I'll still continue to share about freedom. It'll just be largely in a new way outside of the Supermama Sisterhood. And I'm so excited to step into it. And I hope that you will step alongside me. Thank you, friend, so much for listening, for tuning in every week, for following, for being a part of my community. I appreciate you more than you know. And thank you for allowing me to share my truth, to grow with me, and to allow me to show up and help you in your own journey. It's a gift that I never take for granted. I hope you all have a beautiful week. And I will talk to you on Friday. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. If you loved it, would you take a screenshot and share it with a friend over on Instagram and tag me in it? It helps me so much to know what you love and are taking away from each episode. If you really loved it, would you hop over to iTunes and give me a star rating and review? Every rating and review helps this podcast be seen and heard by more women who need to hear the message of balance and wellness without deprivation. It's the best free gift you could give me. And as a reminder, the information and opinions on this podcast are meant for education and inspiration only and are not to be taken as medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult with a trusted practitioner before making any changes. Have a beautiful day, friend, and I'll see you in the next episode.